Okay. Hi, everyone. So, I've just finished rereading some Homer, and actually, it got me thinking a bit about, well, ancient Greek hospitality. Now, I know it's not your everyday sort of topic, but it strikes me as something worth trying to say a little something about. So, well, here goes then. Okay, so I don't know if you know it or not, but there's this beautiful story about the Greek gods Zeus and Hermes, told to us by the poet Ovid. It's about Zeus and Hermes disguised as poor travelers who have visited several villages in search of a place to sleep for the night. Now finally, a poor elderly couple welcome them as guests in their home and serve them food and wine. Now after refilling their guests' cups many times over, the old couple noticed that the wine jug was still full. Well, that's when they realized that the visitors were actually gods. And so what they did is they offered to kill the only goose they had to feed them. Touched by their kindness, Zeus rewarded their generosity by transforming their humble cottage into a beautiful stone temple. Okay, so why am I mentioning this story? Well, because Philoxenia, literally translated friend to a stranger, or as we might know it, hospitality, has been from way back a real staple in Greek society. Actually, in ancient Greece, hospitality was something people had to do, or else they would face the wrath of Zeus. Now, Zeus's laws of hospitality was that any stranger that comes to your home, the host must be willing to feed entertain, and maybe even offer them a bath or anything else they might need, and also give them a parting gift. In other words, Greek hospitality was the welcoming and caring for all visitors coming to your doorstep. And by the way, given all this, it was then assumed that the guest, in turn, would not be a burden in any way, and return the favor one day. Okay, so I think this ancient Greek version of hospitality is, well, really interesting. Actually, I think we can glean some important wisdom from it. So, first of all, we can see that this enforced anonymity assured that guest and host acknowledged each other first and fundamentally as human beings, right? In other words, as people stripped of any personal identity. That's to say, Regardless of a, of a guest's identity, whether that be a, I don't know, a, a king, general, messenger, or a simple servant, one had to welcome him or her with food, drink, and shelter, even sometimes wash their feet, before asking any questions that would reveal who they were. Now, how amazing is that? That we would first take someone in and feed them and clothe them before making any judgments about them and their station in life. You know, many of today's governments increasingly deprive refugees, those fleeing war and violence, of their basic human rights unless they hold the valid documents, right? I don't know, maybe it would be useful from time to time to see the refugees in light of this principle of love and friendship towards strangers. And 
Of course, the other thing that this practice of hospitality and its enforced anonymity assured is that guest and host acknowledged each other as human beings in, well, need. I mean, after all, even as host, we know that at some point we're going to be tomorrow's guest, no? We know that no matter how well our life might be going, personal tragedy and hardship lies somewhere down the road. After all, Zeus dispenses blessings and sorrows, but never just blessings alone, right? And so, well, at some point, we're all going to need some compassion from others and some help. Anyway, so I would say that what we see here in this practice of hospitality is human friendship stripped to the bare essentials, one that appeals to a common humanity. You know, now that I think about it, that's where Odysseus in Homer's Odyssey often finds himself, doesn't he? Alone in strange lands where he's totally dependent on his hosts for his survival. Like, just to take one example, when he's washed ashore and dependent on the generosity of the Phaeacian princess Nausicaa. Actually, you know, for some reason, Odysseus's situation reminds me of what someone like Albert Camus might say about the, the human condition in general. According to him, like Odysseus, we're all born into a strange land, existentially speaking. That is, for Camus, Life itself is marked by an inscrutable and irrational absurdity, one where there is no ultimate meaning and hope. And Camus' larger counsel there is that, well, a lot like this Greek hospitality, we must at least extend a helping hand to our brothers and sisters in, in combating this absurdity. Because we're all in the same boat together, since ultimately there are no privileged among us, we must show sympathy and solidarity with one another. At the end of the day, absurdity might be king, but love saves us from it, he says beautifully. Okay, well, there's one more thing which I think is pretty interesting, and it's this. It's pretty obvious that the host, when welcoming a stranger into their house, had to have complete faith in the goodness of their guest's character and in the honesty of their words, right? In other words, the host had to trust them and had to believe what they said. Actually, we see this sort of fidelity or faith in spades in Homer. That's to say, there's just no hint in that world that a host ever distrusted a stranger's statement or story. No, they had complete confidence in the other's word. Now, this unquestioning faith and complete confidence in a stranger, it's, I don't know, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, is there a higher expression of humane duty and sacred obligation than to take another at their word? And at the end of the day, what is this other than to see the best in someone, or, if you will, to see the God in the stranger. Mm-hmm.